Just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. 'Cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to what we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we uh, strive to not make too many objective uh, truth claims or value judgments about the stuff that we hear. Um, we just uh, like punk and hardcore and all of the related minutiae, so uh, we do our best to big up stuff. So even if we don't like something, we encourage people to buy physical copies, go see bands uh, when that becomes a possibility again. We're not really critics, not really a review show in a traditional sense. We just like to talk about punk and hardcore. Um, so, uh, the last two episodes, if this is your first episode, that's a good rundown. The last two episodes that we did broke from that. Um, we just did, a a little, uh, a couple, a couple episodes in which we compiled some of our favorite releases of 2020 of which there were very, very many. And even with, uh, the, the several hours of content that we gave you, um, that barely scratches the surface. So if, uh, I saw a few people recently bitching and moaning about how there isn't any good music out or like punk and hardcore just ain't what it used to be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if, if you want that to be swiftly disproven, just go, go listen to the last two episodes that we did and, uh, do some of your own research. You'll, you'll find that you're, you're sorely mistaken. But if you found your way to this show, you're probably not of that super lame grass is greener mindset anyway. So I probably don't have to give you that disclaimer. Nate, uh, what have what have you been up to over the last week? Anything interesting? Any any highlights? No, no highlights. Nothing interesting. Uh, I sit in my basement and uh, don't do a whole bunch of anything. You know what I mean? So and, yeah. and literally nothing has happened in the past week. So you know, not a lot <laughs> to talk about. That's true. There's been no. There's certainly been no culturally significant events in the last week. So there's nothing to touch on there. No. Um, so honestly, I mean, we can jump right into music this week if you want. We don't have to, we don't have to hit it with a preamble or anything if you're ready to, to jump into it. Yeah, let's do that. Cause otherwise, uh, you know, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could, we could get derailed real easily. And no, we're gonna, find- we would get derailed real fucking easy. So let's, uh. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. So the cue this week, it's it's just at first glance, it's looking like kind of a mixed bag. There's some stuff in here that like I know for a fact I'm probably going to fuck with, and then there's some stuff in here that gives me serious pause. So I'm hoping that we get a nice mix, uh, uh, like a, a, a nice representation of like the whole spectrum tonight. And I hope that I'm pleasantly surprised by some things and proven wrong to have some of my preconceptions blown out of the water. Yeah. So, so the first thing that we have up is is something that wasn't sold to me with a great deal deal of uh, well, it just wasn't effectively sold to me. Let's let's put it that way. The band is out of touch. The release is Character Witness. They are a new newish band from Indianapolis, uh, featuring JS of Indianapolis fame. He sent it in. He described it as 
three stoners who just recently learned how to play their instruments and him uh, writing rants and doing vocals over the top of it. So that doesn't really sound like a promising prospect. Um, but hey, he submitted it and it's in the queue. So I guess we'll find out. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, because I assure you, I'm not listening to this outside of the context of the show <laughs> with, that, with that description. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, next up, we have Pariah with Swallowed by Fog. Um, this is a, a band of uh, New Jersey heavy hitters. This was actually sent in by Nate Wilson. Um, those in the know will know that Nate Wilson ran Gloom Records for many, many years. He was also in um, Devoid of Faith, Das Oath, uh, Monster, Monster X, among, yeah, among many other bands. Um, I think one of the cooler parts of doing this show has been seeing like what what dudes who have been playing in bands for many years have like found out about the show and sent in bands and stuff just because it's cool and also affirming to see like people who have been at it for a long time still interested in it and still actively engaging with it and even better uh still actively starting and playing in bands so that's always that's always like a dope and uh a a dope experience i always like i always like when people are kind of like poke their heads in and and uh and and are like still around you know so I see this band also has members of Kill Your Idols in it. Uh-huh. I'm sorry that I thought you guys were a bunch of fat hillbillies from Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, that's one of my that was one of my favorite podcast moments, honestly. <laughs> uh so next up we have the band Slut Bomb from Ohio with their 2021 promo. Um, I don't really know anything about this. It was sent in by Daryl Glass, who I believe plays in the band. I think this was described to me as power violence. Um, I don't, I don't know anything else about it. So I have, I have no judgments. Uh, then we have uh, prison affair with demo two. The first prison affair demo was really sick. Um, yeah, I like I, that. I actually, so, I, I, I'm certain that I've heard this as well because, uh, well, actually it's almost the same artwork with the, um, you know, dick nosed, um, whatever, whatever that World War Two meme is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I know that you have heard this because you showed this to me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you showed me the first demo, and I, I I enjoyed it quite a lot. It came out at the end of uh, 2019. Um, mm-hmm. so I imagine if this is as good as the first demo, I'm sure I will fuck with this. Then we have High Cost with What's Living Worth. This is a band from New York. It was sent in by Josh. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Josh. Josh Gowan, G-A-O-N, Gowan. I don't know. Um, I saw Anthony from Gel also big big upping this. Um, The cover art is cool, but I don't know anything about it musically. I just saw a few people uh, recommend it, so hopefully this is good. Then we have got Gag Order with Kira. This is a band from Salt Lake City, Utah, and it is a submission by Colton Keys, who has uh, sent a bunch of stuff in from Utah. We listened to uh, the first of his submissions, I think, a couple weeks back and uh, didn't enjoy it so much, but Colton wrote in to tell us that he's just basically trying to big up stuff from his area, which I appreciate. For sure. Um, Keep it up. uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's some more some more emails of his sitting in uh, in in the inbox that we'll get around to in uh, in the coming weeks. Then we have our weekly international submission by John from the band The Path. This week is Speed X from Indonesia. The name of the record is something that I'm sure I cannot even come close to pronouncing. Uh, Rang Yang Menya Dikan. That's about it as close as It just sounds like you're making it. fun of it. <laughs> it, it. It really does. Yes, it sounds like I'm just making up Indonesian, but that's uh, 
that that's what I'm reading in front of me. That's as close as I g- can get to a phonetic pronunciation. Then we have uh, another another name I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Uh, this time the band is hailing from the Netherlands. It's Kriegs Kriegshetzer. Kriegshetzer. I'm not sure. Demo 2020. This was sent in by Jeremy T. Uh, said that it is like DB crusty stuff. It's on Wolves of Hades records, and I believe that uh, one of the dudes who plays in this band also runs Wolves of Hades records and uh, does like a lot of the art for the releases on the label. Yeah. Then we have Real World with Problem Child. This is a band from, I'm not sure where the band is from, but I know that the it's out on Homie Shit Mag, which is a label out of Toronto. And uh, listeners will perhaps remember them from our episode in which we listened to their uh, the, a release from their band uh, Flashback with their North American new metal tape. So this is the same label that, that brought us Flashback. Um, not a super glowing, a glowing review. Um, but you know, maybe this, maybe this will break from the mold that was established on, on the North American new metal tape. Maybe, maybe homie shit mag is, uh, an incredibly eclectic label. Who knows, you know, then last up in the queue, we have a band called kissies, um, with their split with splendor. Uh, this is a band from Asbury Park, New Jersey. It was sent in by Luke Hendricks. Luke said that Anthony told them to send this in, um, and that it is a screamo band that they play in. I don't know. I don't know if Anthony's trying to punk punk you, Luke. Um, since a screamo band by the name Kissies is like pretty much antithetical to anything that we have ever enjoyed on this podcast, but. I'm going to go into this with an open mind. I might be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Yeah. So that uh, that makes up the cue for this week. Let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Up first is number four. Okay. Number four is the Prison Affair demo. The Bandcamp is prisonaffair.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Barcelona, Spain. As I said, their first demo uh, that came out over over a year ago now uh november 2019 was really good this came out in september of last year and uh i just missed it this uh i I talked about it on the last episode this just goes to illustrate the point even further that uh as tuned in as you think you are there's always going to be stuff that slips by you because i liked this this band's first demo a lot and i had no idea that they that they dropped this in september so um it looks like they have the first song queued up to play um all the songs on here are over a minute but under two minutes long so um i guess we can just go with that one so yeah so we're gonna listen to the song join the plane by prison affair off of their demo two Okay. 
All right, that was Join the Plane by Prison Affair, and uh, I really, really liked that. I'm, I'm kind of stoked to see that um, this particular subsect of punk that I think has predominantly been an American and Australian affair over the last few years is starting to uh, spread out and proliferate in other parts of the world. Yeah, this is, you know, if you like stupid shit, if you like, um, you know, pretty much GT, power plant, stuff like that, um, this is falling right in line with that. This is under the, uh, we refer sometimes like the uranium club tent. This is, uh, right. I would say under that tent as well. This is, yep. um, cartoon music, right? And we talked about yep. cartoon music. I like cartoon music. This, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not all cartoons too. I, you know, like a good bit of just like stupid video games, right? Cause this kind of sounded like, honestly, especially the guitar, mm -hmm. um, it just sounded like being in an arcade in the fucking eighties and early nineties. Yeah. I mean, once you, when you, when you really turn the, uh, like the chorus effect pedal way up and get that yeah. warble going, you know, it, it, yeah. you know, it, it stops sounding like a guitar almost entirely, you know? Yeah. And there's just a lot of, you know, it just kind of reminded me of, um, when you walk in and you can hear, especially the way like the, you know, the reverb on the vocals and the way that they were sitting over top of everything and you had, you know, uh, back and forth between two singers. It just kind of reminded me of like two video games yelling at the same time and then right. stupid fucking noises coming from some video game over in the corner. This just to me, um, immediately, I don't know why, but I immediately flash back to walking into like a fucking video game arcade in the mall in like 1988. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can definitely see how this is evocative of that for sure. Um, it's like, it, it, it's a thing that, I think I may have touched on this on, on the last episode when we talked about this stuff. I may not have, but it's almost like this particular style, this like subsect of of sort of like new wave and post-punk inspired contemporary punk music. It, it's like um, it's like a recreation of a thing that never really existed. You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it, it draws from nostalgia and has elements of things that have existed in the past, but like, it, for all intents and purposes, it is a new iteration of this form. It's not actually a recreation of anything that has existed before. It's just like a weird facsim facsim facsimile of a lot of different elements creating something that's actually pretty novel, which yeah, is, is kind of cool, you know? Yeah, because a lot of stuff that we listen to is directly trying to sound like something that happened 30 or 40 years ago, um, yeah. which I don't necessarily have a problem with as long as it's done well and um you know with like i guess not too much you know one thing i don't like is a lot of self-seriousness in the music but um sure yeah this is like this is like a funhouse mirror of that sort of shit right exactly yes right like this is this is uh this is earth 2 devo you know what i mean it's like it's it's in the lineage of devo and oingo boingo and those bands are often thrown out as points of comparison but it's definitely it's a different thing it's a form unto itself and i I've, I've uh really enjoyed like engaging with this shit as it sort of developed over the last like five years um i mean i it's been going longer than that but i think it's really come into its own over the past like five or six years as like a distinct form um and oddly enough you know the nucleus of so much of that shit is really close to us geographically with the whole like nwi in chicago scene um yeah. but it's yeah it's been it's been cool to observe for sure and another good thing about this band is they have they have 
an aesthetic that is immediately recognizable and pinned down, which yeah. that continuity between releases, I think helps people. We've talked about that before when you've got a fucking mess of mm-hmm. cover art and logos and shit like that, um, or you change too much from one release to the next. It's, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't stick out in your memory. It doesn't stick out to people. And this, I mean, the, um, uh, Kilroy figure with the dick nose peeking out of the fucking escape tunnel in the last release. He's peeking out of a jail cell, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, just the fucking caricature, which I thought was a turd hanging out of his ass, but I think it's a file that they're shitting out of their ass to get out of prison. Oh yeah. It is a file, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 But you know, there's like, there's a good aesthetic here too that, um, I think, uh, aptly matches the music inside. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for fans of uh, for fans of contemporary stupid ass punk, um, that's right up your alley. It was certainly certainly right up mine. I'm definitely definitely gonna listen to the rest of that tape as uh, as soon as I get a chance to. That was really good. So uh, on that note, let's roll the dice and keep it keep it moving. Eight, eight is real world. I was kind of interested to hear this. So homieshitmag.bandcamp.com. This is the most recent release on there. The artwork is sick. It was done by Arthur Rizk, I think is how you pronounce the last name. And I'm pretty sure Arthur um, most notably has done the artwork for a couple of uh, candy releases. And I really, really like his style. And like you can dissect his works. Um, like you can really spend a lot of time looking at them and just like dissecting all the layers because he, he puts a lot of shit in there. Um it's it's dope to see like a, a a painterly touch on uh on some like hard on some hardcore art so i uh, i dig the i dig the artwork a lot um but the song lengths are really off-putting because <laughs> like it's there's a song on here that's six minutes and 45 seconds long there's yeah. one that's 45 seconds long there's one that's 240 and like for me that just hints at a a disjointed approach to the act of making music. It, 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 it hints at a lack of cohesion between songs. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And you don't really know what you, what you're going for maybe. Um, right. Yeah. So, and I mean, and it, dude, like the tags, the bottom are hard punk, hardcore and hardcore punk in any one of those fucking title. Like there's no business for a two, no room for a six minute and 45 second song. No, 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 for sure. So, so I don't even really know what song to listen to. I mean, they have the first song queued up to play, but that's only. I don't think that's going to be representative. I don't think. Yeah, it's only a minute seven. They do have a title track, which is also the closing track. Yep. I guess it's probably like when you can when you consider the length of everything on here, it's probably like the mean runtime of all the songs on here. I suppose. Yeah. So I mean, usually we listen to a title track when we have the opportunity. So I guess we'll just do that. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not an outro distinct from the rest. But I get the feeling, like you said, that none of these songs um, have uh, a thread of continuity between them. Yeah, for sure. We can start with this one, and then I would be kind of interested to maybe after that, depending upon how we feel about this, maybe listen to like the minute long or forty five second long song, and just okay. see see what's going on with this. But for now, uh, we're gonna listen to Problem Child off of the release of the same name by the band Real World. <laughs> Thank you. 
We just heard Problem Child by Real World off of their release, Problem Child. What do you say, Nate? Did, you, did, that, did that leave you wanting more, wanting to explore what other sounds they they venture into on this record? No, it did not at all. Um, <laughs> no, I think that I think that uh, seventeen year old um, Pantera shirt wearing me would have fucking wanted to hear every other song on this record. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't need to hear anything else. This is. I mean, it's, it's, it's adequately done. It's, you know, I mean, I can see people probably getting up for this. I bet you there's a, like, like a band like Gasm, there's a lot of overlap kids that fucking go for that, probably go for this. Sure. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But this time, I mean, even his vocals, like he, there, there was, there was pulling a lot from like thrash, classic thrash. I, I heard distinct like essences of some of the more jump the fuck up aspects of Slayer and Pantera in there. Um, and like, the vocals even sounded like a mix between the guy in Gasm and fucking Chuck Schuldner. Uh, sure. You know, like, I, I don't know. This didn't, this, see, okay, see the picture, right? The artwork we see, right? We see the yeah. problem child, right? The prodigal right. problem child, right? Nobody understands him. Nobody gets him. He just wants to wear his fucking camo pants and his vans and wear his hoodie and be alone in his fucking bedroom. And it looks like there's some dirty panties on the ground that maybe he was sniffing or something, right? <laughs> um, You know. Because uh, I don't think his dad in the background is letting him bring home anybody, right? 
<laughs> Probably not, no. And uh, you know, why would you why would you want to bring home somebody to that fucking hole that you live in? Right? <laughs> sure. I mean, anybody that's got a room like that, you need to reassess seriously. I don't give a shit how old you are. I don't give a shit what fucking problems you are. Problem number one is cleaning your fucking room up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's problem number one, right? That is, that is, that's going to make you feel so much better. Um, mm-hmm. So there's the, pro- there's the problem child, right? And uh, I'm more of the man with the giant scissors in the back right now. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah, gazing through the window. Gazing through the window and knowing that the there, there there are two courses of action. There are two paths that the prodigal problem child shall take. And number one is um that this becomes a uh, a lifestyle for them and they fucking flame out around thirty five or forty and then are utterly and completely fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, right, like just completely fucked. Their their life is cashed. Um, and there, there are very little prospects. They are going to probably lose a leg to diabetes by the time they're 60. Um, they're going to have multiple failed relationships with lots of fucking kids that are all suffering because of the world that they brought them into, right? They, they, they are totally ill prepared to deal with the consequences of their action. So that's uh-huh. number one. That's one pathway. And, and, and what you're going to end up with is a guy with like, six teeth in his head that's basically you know still got the same rocking the exact same fucking look that he was when he was a problem child at 17 right plenty yeah. of those motherfuckers around town here right plenty sure. of those motherfuckers that are my age and still rocking fucking chain wallets and juncos and long ass fucking goatees and uh shit like that yeah um so that's one route and the other route is he's going to uh flame out in three years from this shit and turn into his old man in the background right there. Right, <laughs> right yes, yeah. That because is awesome. the path that he's on is clearly not a sustainable path, right? And that's yeah. how I feel about this music. This is not music that is uh, that stands the test of time and is sustainable, as we bring up time and time again, right? This is right. this is fad music for a certain fucking, you know, I don't want to say age group, but a certain, a certain uh, cohort of folks that are in a certain period of their life, and that's yeah. all it is. That's that's yeah. how I feel about this, right? For sure. Yeah, I you know, I don't have a ton of animosity towards this, but yeah, it's it's music that largely you you age out of. This this iteration of hardcore, metal, punk, whatever. It's it's not something that ages gracefully if you age gracefully, right? Like if you gain any perspective or wisdom or taste um in your in your years, uh this this music is going to gradually lose its appeal to you. That's just my my that's one man's that's one man's perspective, right? Um Sonically, I think your your gasm comparison is uh, is is on point in in the sense that like they're clearly trying to emulate aspects that they heard in that music and and not necessarily doing a bang up job job of it or or filtering it through a lens that uh, arrives somewhere vastly different from where gasm arrives. And actually, if you look at the poster in the background of the artwork for the uh, the record, there is a uh, gasm gasm on one of the flyers that's on the wall there. So yeah, I see um, that. So they're not disguising that influence. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I chuckled to myself a few times while I was listening to this just because like it has all the hallmarks of a group of people trying to do a thing really hard and really earnestly and like 
just not arriving where I think that they imagined they did in their head. <laughs> you know, it just it 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 is fairly competently done as far as like the musicianship itself, the production is okay. But uh, this, yeah, man, I don't know. It was the 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 jump the fuck up aspect of it, like the 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 pinch harmonics. I'm pretty sure I heard a part during the song where like the riff was being mirrored by like some roto toms or something low in the mix, um, okay. which I can I can only imagine <clears throat> they were trying to emulate like a a sepul sepultura roots kind of vibe there. Um, that that would be that would be my guess, especially from just like the rhythmic element of the song. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think this this reads to me as some younger kids, not young, young, not high school, but like early twenties, who are really enamored with a lot of different types of music that have existed over the last, you know, a lot of different iterations of metal and and hardcore that have existed over the last thirty or so years, and are trying to to blend them into like an elegant and cohesive combination, um, and and not really arriving at anything particularly compelling. That's that's where, that's where, my takeaway. Where is this band from? Do you know? I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. Um, they 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 may they may very well be from uh, from Toronto themselves. Actually, let me uh, let me check. They have a Bandcamp, but they have the label up or the uh, the record up on their Bandcamp, but you can't hear any of the songs there. So okay, um, homie shitbags right. like that, huh? Yeah, homie shitmag is fucking regulating, <laughs> regulating their bands. Um, okay, yeah, they're from they're from uh, Toronto, and yeah, looking at them, that that looks about right. These these folks look like they're probably in their early twenties, like between the ages of like twenty one and twenty four, and uh, and are, are they're you know they're obviously they're emulating some nineties vibes. One dude indeed has a wallet chain on, um, and some Tommy Hilfiger carpenter jeans there. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think, I think they're, they're like, yo, Sepultura was cool, but like, you know, also like Crown of Thorns was cool, but like, we also like Gasm and we like TUI and we like Thrash. Let's put it all in a blender and make it work. And, uh, and you know, I, they arrived at something that I think is a lot more akin to, uh, to, to new metal or groove metal than probably what they were hoping for. Yeah, I was gonna. I wonder. I wonder where they were from because this sounds like a band from um, Lansing, Michigan, that's <laughs> trying to sound like Gasm. Yeah, I think. I think you that's know, like like Gasm, yeah. Gasm sounded like distinctly New York and fun and hip, and this just didn't have that. This was. This was like fifty uh, percent off the mark. There was just a little too much fucking jump the fuck up new metal in it, and um, not enough like uh, I don't know fucking hog call. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. But that said, I I think that there's obviously musical ability at play here, and like. Sure. I'm not. I'm not saying give up and quit playing music by any stretch of the imagination. We've heard some shit on this show that is like truly abysmal and like offends my ears. Um, this didn't do that. I just. I just kind of got. I got a little chuckle out of it, but uh, ultimately, uh, that's just because I'm a fucking piece of shit and a fucking dick. I'm sure a lot of people really like this and like. You know, do do your do your fucking thing. Write seven minute long songs featuring Max Klebanoff if that's what makes you fucking happy. Who the fuck am I? I'm a thirty year old man at this point. My opinion don't mean shit. Um, but well, uh, but yeah, this this music was is not is not for me. It's for the moment, right? But here's the thing: if you pull out of this fucking spiral, right, and you don't end up with like six kids to two different women that you uh, can't fucking stand, and yeah. uh, you know. 
basically uh, living like you're 17 when you're 35 and riding a fucking moped because you're not allowed to drive anything proper. If you turn your life around and you live like your old man in the background there with your scissors, yeah, then you're going to start playing classic hardcore. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. So take that. That's path. what that's what your old man likes, right? That's what your old man likes, and um, he's right. <laughs> that's right. So uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving and roll the dice. Five. Okay, five is gag order. This was the band sent in by Colton from uh, Salt Lake City. The Bandcamp is gagorderofficial.bandcamp.com to make sure that you know nobody's finding their way to the imposter gag orders. They want you to let they they want to let you know this is the official site that represents the official views and music of the band Gag Order. Um, so this looks to be their first and only release. You're already Keep- shitting on them. <laughs> well, it's, it's just They're already it's, shitting on them. Like they they haven't even done anything wrong. Well, it's just always funny when a band puts official in their title when nobody knows who the fuck they are because it's just like, dude, nobody's nobody was questioning whether or not this was an official representation of the band or not. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think they. I don't know. Even like bands that are recognized, I don't think need official after their name, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. In their, like you know, sick of it all, official. No, just yeah. sickofitall.bandcamp.com because if another band comes up with sick of it all, you know they're going to get a cease and desist letter from the <laughs> fucking actual sick of it all. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does. It seems it seems unnecessary. Um, all right, so this is, like I said, it appears to be their first and only release. Kira or Kyra came out in May of 2020. Um, it is an eight-song release. It looks like the first song is queued up to play, and it looks to be pretty representative of the run times of the rest of the songs on here. So we'll, uh, we'll trust their instincts and just start at the top, I guess. So we're going to listen to Empty Shoes by Gag Order off of their release, Kira. I'm not a man, 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 I'
right, we just heard the song Empty Shoes by the band Gag Order off of their release Kira. And uh, yo, that was uh that was perfectly passable. Um, you know, basement basement hardcore. I've 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 seen that band play in a million different iterations a million different times over the years, and I've uh, I've never been mad at it. That's that's yeah. my that's my that's my takeaway from that. Yeah, I I I feel the same way. Um, I've seen a million bands that kind of sound like this. They do kind of get lost in the fucking blur, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever, and uh, that's a reliable fucking book on a local show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel yeah, like the vocal delivery in that, however, um, I liked like the just basically like random fucking like out of sync delivery with the music in many mm-hmm. ways. But um, I also feel like you you re- that you can overplay that really quickly um, yes. to the point that it distracts from the rest of the music and makes every song literally sound just the fucking same. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was I was thinking the same thing. I was wondering, you know, is this an uh, an artistic choice or is this, you know, unintentional? Um I think I think there are examples of it working really well, but you have to be able to reel it in because you have a band like Siege where that that happens yeah. a lot, but then it locks back in when it needs to and it hits uh it hits all the more hard for that reason. This right. I'm and not, you, and, I, and like back off to give everything else room to fucking breathe and show through because that's just kind of like smothered everything else in the fucking track yeah 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 for sure so so yeah it's kind of hard to say if that was uh intentional or if like the vocalist just can't keep time you know Uh, yeah but you gotta be really fucking bad right uh dude to not keep time like i mean come on yo i that had to be intentional no man, I, yo, I've experienced some wild, wild shit in one of my old bands before I was singing for it, and we had a different vocalist. I had to go through on the entire EP that we were recording, and I had to record a scratch vocal track so he knew exactly where the vocals were supposed to go, and then point to him physically point when cues were coming up because he could not keep time literally at all. Like he didn't have any internal like uh metronome whatsoever not even in the slightest but but so did he sound like that if you just let him run just let him go yes. and be free yes it was like it was totally fucking free for him like nothing would nothing would come in on beat at all it was it was like it was really mind-blowing actually yeah okay okay i mean yeah i don't know i have to admit i i, I don't think i've ever encountered anybody like that um so i don't know but uh yeah, I have to imagine that that's a conscious decision, and it's not necessarily the worst decision to make if you're trying to get across like a sense of like, uh, I guess, um, aggression and and sort of like a feral rawness to the music. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, it definitely can overpower everything everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, it it can easily do that for sure. Um, but yeah, ultimately I don't have a whole lot to say about this stuff. Like I said, I think it was, it it was perfectly competently done basement hardcore. It's blending a lot of different elements from hardcore and punk over the years. You know, this, I think you pointed out, this is a solid, uh, local, local book, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm booking a touring band. This band is local to my area. I'm throwing them on the show every time, right? Like this is, this is a solid band to see in a basement, nothing, nothing offensive about it. Um, got some parts you can nod your head along to, 
younger local kids probably going nuts for it. Not something that I would pick up, not something that I would seek out, but something that uh, I, I recognize the un- u- the utility and necessity of. Like, not every band can be the fucking touring band that's going to blow your mind and that is going to get signed to Triple B or whatever. Like, just solid, like, lo- the you, you have to have, like, a solid backbone of your local scene, too, and bands like this uh, largely bear that load and have for many years. So, not mad at this hey, at all. Somebody's got to make cheeseburgers at Wendy's, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, so yo, gag order, keep keep doing your thing. Keep probably opening up uh, every good tour package that comes through your city. Um, let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. Four again. Okay, four is high cost. I was uh, interested to hear this one. The Bandcamp is highcostnyc.bandcamp.com. I'm in- I'm also interested if if this is like uh if this is a, re- a reference to death, the high cost of living, um, the comic, because the band is called High Cost. The release is called What's Living Worth. Um, so I'm I'm kind of interested if that's like a Sandman reference, but um, I, I think it's happened. a Mothman reference given the artwork. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, that is the Mothman, and the high cost is not heeding the Mothman's worries and <laughs> his warnings and driving across the fucking bridge. <laughs> yeah, I guess right? I guess that's a fair uh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, so again, this band has the first song uh, queued up to play. There's not a title track on here. It seems to be pretty representative of the runtime. So I guess we can just go with that. So uh, we're gonna listen to "Left for Dead" by the band High Cost off of the release "What's Living Worth." Okay, we just heard the song Left for Dead by the band High Cost off of What's Living Worth. And I, I honestly, I think that was an interesting band to like write up against Gag Order because I think qualitatively, there isn't actually that much difference between what we just heard and what we heard with Gag Order. But like the slightly more dialed in production choices, uh, playing, and like the overall better aesthetic um the the location like the geography obviously um 
that those are those minor things that are going to push a band like this to be the band that like does get out and tour and that does maybe get picked up by the indie label and does break out of being the band that just opens up the good tour packages you know um but qualitatively there's like not actually that much of a difference between those those two things like i i kind of felt the same way ultimately about this as uh as i did did the gag order stuff which is that this was like perfectly competent solid fine i enjoyed listening to it i wouldn't mind seeing this on a show at all but like nothing about it really really captured and held my attention either no i i felt this i I honestly agreed i i felt like again i've seen a million fucking bands that sound just like this in a basement and it's fine but this isn't the band i'm going to travel to see this isn't the band i'm going to seek out i felt like despite its minute 16 runtime and the fact that it's obviously you know blasting uh power violence approach uh-huh. it still felt slow to me yeah i know what you mean like it didn't mean. feel ferocious and feral and just over the top and that might have just been with like the production you know it wasn't just a blown out fucking noisy mess um yeah. but it just it it didn't feel as raw and mean as i think the people that in the band want it to be for sure. And so so it's interesting that you bring up the production because actually looking down here, it was recorded and mixed by my homie, John Markson, Steel Wolf Markson. Well, he Markson. needs to fucking knock it off. <laughs> so, so John plays in the band Taking Meds. Um, if you're not familiar with Taking Meds, very good band, but you would probably recognize his, his production work, uh, most notably from the Drug Church material that's come out recently. And John is an unbelievable musician and a very exacting engineer. So like he has, I mean, his shit is fucking dialed in and it's very precise. And the man is like a scientist, uh, which works very well for stuff like his own band taking meds, which are like super dialed in uh, math, Rocky stuff, or even drug church who, again, even though they're a little bit more, um, I, I mean, they're, they're a little bit more like loose um, and not nearly as technical as a band like Taking Meds. It still works very much for their sound. But for this type of thing, I definitely think it would have benefited from like a raw or more unhinged production and like not necessarily playing to a click. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just, it, I don't know. It, it sounded a little sterile. It sounded a little, I, I don't know. It just, it, it sounded a little too soft. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just this how it was to me. Um, and it, it seemed slow, like I said, despite obviously what they're playing and uh, their approach. And, you know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm also in a, like my, 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 my mindset right now is a little different because I listened to like two and a half revenge albums today while I uh, <laughs> yeah. did a road trip um, to yeah. go pick up the recording gear. And that's a band that, I mean, the music is entirely fucking unhinged. Um, you can, you can, it, it is, it is in almost every way a complete deconstruction of like, like what you think of as fucking music, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something where like if it was recorded in any other way, if it was recorded in like a sterile fashion, you wouldn't want to hear any one of those fucking instruments in isolation, right? Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, Jay Reed basically just sounds like he's screaming while he's falling down the stairs with his fucking drums. You know what yeah. I mean? They just yeah, sure. that. They fucking sampled. They sampled Jay Reed falling down the stairs with a fucking you know 
eight piece drum kit and then they just fucking looped it behind everything and everything is a fucking mess right because of the final product sounds so utterly fucking noisy and fucking ferocious you know a five minute revenge song doesn't lose my attention it it like keeps me in a fucking amped up state it makes me want to storm a seat of power right (laughs) um but like this wants to make you feel that way but the way that it ultimately ended up sounding didn't make me feel that way yeah for sure i think that's a really good way to phrase that definitely i think that sums it up pretty much um so yeah like i said qualitatively not a lot of difference between between gag order and this but i imagine this is going to get a little bit more shine just because it's a little bit more cohesive product uh, and end product like with a, a dialed in aesthetic with a higher production value they're in a better spot. They're in fucking New York. That helps. They probably have have homies. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's probably not easy being a hardcore band in Salt Lake City, Utah these days. Um, but yeah, this is perfectly fine. Not something I'm going to seek out. But yo, if they hit me up for a show, I I definitely book it. I'm sure this is fun to watch. I got uh, I got no beef with this at all. Just uh, not uh, not blown away by it. So the guy that the, the fellow that recorded this, um, obviously I don't know him. Yeah. Um, Steel Wolf, you said. Yeah, Steel Wolf. Yeah. Is this the guy that we tried to like set up in opposition to uh, Willie Killy? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Funny enough, if you go back to uh, the recording in 2018, uh-huh. um, high cost, yeah. Wilk Chamberlain did that one. Wow! Look at that. Damn. So John is getting he's getting the per, the previous Wilk business. Yeah. Yeah, That's so inc- he's uh, he's pulling he's pulling some uh, he's pulling away from Wilk a little bit, you know, <laughs> but you know I'm just saying I don't know I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying it's probably something to it I don't know. <laughs> Good luck, Joe. Shout out to Steel Wolf then for getting Wilk's cast off cast offs. Um, all right, you want uh, you want to roll the dice and uh, see what's up next? Damn, we're fucking blazing because we didn't rant about how god goddamn uh, wonderfully chaotic. Uh, 2021 is turning out to be right. Who would have thought that, uh, you know, ritual excrement upon the portraits of the prophets would, um, reap such immediate rewards. (laughs) Indeed. Who would have thought? So what we have six left, right? Yeah. Let's hit it. Six. Okay. So six is Kissies. The Bandcamp is kissies.bandcamp.com. This is their split with plunder or splunder. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is it splunder or splunder plus KPG? Yeah, it I, must be. It must be well, splunder plus KPG. I, I'm too old to be hip to this fucking lingo, man. I don't know what's going on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, kind of fucking sure. what kind of fucking goofballs and drugs is this fucking slang about now? Oh, it, I think maybe it's a split with three people. It's a three-way split, so it's a comp. It's a comp. Uh yeah, split cassette with KPG from Middletown NJ and Splendor from Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, this and- this this depending upon how many releases are by each band on this split, uh uh-huh. it's a comp. Right. Well, we know that uh, Kissy's has at least two tracks on here. They have two. Um, yeah. I think that if any one of these bands only has one track on it, uh-huh. it's a comp. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, like I said, um, 
Luke, you, you know, you, you sent us, you sent us your, your screamo band in, in good faith. Um, Anthony recommended that you do so, uh, presumably in good faith. Anthony knows what we like. Uh, so maybe, maybe you all know something that we don't, and this is going to fucking kick our asses. So, um, the song that uh, was recommended to us was the first one, Hey Boys. So we'll listen to that one. So we're going to listen to Hey Boys by Kissies off of their split with Splendor and KPG. Okay, so we just listened to Hey Boys by Kissies off of their split with some other bands. Um, yo, de- a deceptively cute name. Uh, yeah, this was Screamo, but it's Screamo that would have, back in the day, been lumped in more with the uh, the emo violence uh, sub subsect of Screamo. It's, it's not uh, self-reflective, rolling on the floor, crying, words, you know, cross, sitting cross-legged at shows Screamo. It's stuff that is still way more rooted in, in hardcore. But I think ultimately the theme of the night overall has been has been basement music because this again is oh, a band yeah. that this is a band I've seen a million times in a million different basements over the years. You know what I mean? Like one hundred percent. If it were nineteen ninety six, ninety seven in somewhere in fucking Oakland, Pittsburgh on a fest, every single fucking band would have sounded like this, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have had you would have had a bunch of bands that are doing like you would have had like your your like '90s hardcore bands, right? Yeah. But then half the fucking lineup would sound like this, right? Um, and that's that's really the only like selling point. I mean, I I don't li- I don't revisit this stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. The the selling point for this for me is it made me want to go listen to Botch, um, sure. you know, um, for like 
what this turns into. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's what this sounded like. This sounded like an early fucking, like this reminded me of like an early fucking attempt at, you know, what Botch was doing. Right. Um, But yeah, every band would have sounded like this or half the bands on a fucking fest on Carnegie Mellon campus in 1996 would have fucking sounded like this. Right. Um, and there would have, and there would have been pamphlets and on, on all of the merch tables and yes, informing you yes. about some sort of cause. Yes. There would have been a lot of, there would have been a lot of pamphlets, um, about various, um, human rights issues, animal rights issues, um, worm rights issues. <laughs> um, you know, there would have been a lot of stuff going on about that. Cause everybody's in that cool stage where things are worth fucking giving a shit about. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we haven't ended, we haven't, uh, entered like, um, an end stage capitalism quite yet. <laughs> right, um, yeah. you know what I mean? Like things are looking pretty good. The internet's a new thing. It's pretty fucking cool. Everybody's getting rich. Uh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, like this, I didn't, I didn't hate this as I normally want to hear the word screamo. Yeah. Um, you know, fuck, you might as well have just lit a fucking cigarette in front of me. I'm turning around and leaving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't absolutely hate this. And the, the thing I like about this too, is like the, the people that play this inevitably are always like shabby, extremely nice. Yeah. Kind of shy fucking weirdos. For sure, yeah. I mean, they every, they, they every fucking time they stumble into this shit naturally. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it, they, it's, it's rarely it's, it's put like, on. Right. It's like it feels it feels much more organic than and real, um, in many ways. Um, so I didn't absolutely hate this. I, it's fine. This isn't so. It's it's fine for the nostalgia trip for me. Yeah. Um, but been there and uh, done that, and uh, congratulations for taking me back to nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, uh, I, I kind of feel the same way. I caught the tail end of a lot of this stuff um, in the early 2000s, and, and I've seen plenty of bands that sound like this in basements across the country. I find it kind of endearing that the same, as you characterized, you know, shy weirdos are, are still clinging to this sort of music. And I think um, I think it, it does a disservice by kind of categorizing itself as, as screamo because to me, without the, the preconception, right. Without the name kissies and without, without, you know, you guys self-describing as scrams to me, this is just in that sort of, uh, amorphous world of sort of chaotic, hardcore metalcore punk that is pulling from a lot of different influences and landing at this thing that is kind of hard to categorize so i mean maybe socially uh the diy scene that you're a part of you you feel as if you fit more into the contemporary screamo scene and like i'm certainly not uh i'm not trying to give you a lecture on how to self-identify but i'm just saying without the preconception going into this i probably wouldn't i mean i certainly would have made connections to that kind of stuff but i wouldn't have immediately been like ah yes this is screamo i just would have been like yo this is like chaotic hardcore basement yeah. music you know what i mean yeah the band the name for me is perfectly fucking apt because this is a total this that's that's a total name that a band doing this would have done in the second half of the 90s <laughs> yeah um, that's that's probably true yeah that is exactly the type the type of name they would have um lots of bands in that lane maybe a little less uh a little less angst and a little more uh boo hoo hoo but things like fucking sleepy time trio right right sure hugs right um you know, so this the the name is appropriate, the sound is appropriate, the uh, general disheveledness and shabbiness of the players is appropriate. Uh, congrats! 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and yo, you you y'all got off pretty much scot free by being you know a screamo band on demolition. Oh, oh man, we didn't, we didn't roast you at all. You know what I mean? So. Oh, I mean seriously, with with screamo as a descriptor, you were seriously putting your head into an unknown hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you and you managed to pull it out unscathed. So good for yes. you. Yes. Yes. You, you got you, you even got a little kiss on the cheek while you're on the other side. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, all right, let's. Uh, we got we got a lot of mus- uh, messages to tackle, um, but we've been we've been cruising through these. So let's uh, let's just tackle one more band real quick, and then we can pivot to messages. All right. Uh, hold on. I fucking the dog came down and I uh, dropped the die. Hold on. He my my dog that likes to uh, vacillate between being friendly and nice and unpredictably fucking savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, came down and, and suddenly was like sniffing around my feet and I didn't realize what he was. And then he popped out and I was like, Oh buddy. And I reached for a treat and, uh, dropped, uh, dropped the die. So Word. three. Okay. Three is slut bomb. Um, not a great name out the, out the gate, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. The band camp is slutbomb.bandcamp.com. This is their 2021 promo. What is promoing? Who knows? An upcoming LP, perhaps. Um, it, it came out on a lathe cut, uh, seven inch. I want to assume they, okay, are, so here- they are fucking popular. Yeah, or the, well, or they did thirty. Uh, they did thirty-seven inches. I think is what what actually is the the actual answer there. Um, okay, so it actually does say what it's a promo for. It's a promo for their second full length, eighty-six twelve, coming later in twenty twenty-one. There you go. So this was sent in by Daryl, who plays in this band. I'm not sure what they do in this band, um, but it was described to me uh, as uh, power violence and fast core, and it looks like those uh, sentiments are mirrored in the tags below. So uh, I guess let's just listen to the first of the three songs on here. So we're going to hear Federal Arms Dealer by Slut Bomb off their 2021 promo. Okay, so we just heard the song Federal Arms Dealer by the band Slut Bomb off their 2021 promo. And 
this band kept the theme of the night consistent. This it is sure did, man. This was this was like seeing a fucking random Tuesday night basement show in Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say this is this is the last band on a four band bill, and halfway through the set, I pretend to have a phone call so I can go upstairs and shoot the shit with you and Andy. And it's nothing personal. The music's just fine, but it's been a long night, and I'm ready to just eat a bagel and fucking hang out in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's, yeah for real. <laughs> This 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 through talking about fucking throwing you back to a specific time and place. This very much did that for me, and you know, to it's not it's not going to be particularly interesting for our listeners. I apologize for a sort of a middling episode here, but you know, I felt I felt the same way as I did about pretty the vast majority of what we heard tonight, which is that this is this is passable basement music that is totally inoffensive, competently played fine for a local opener or as you described a, a Tuesday night touring band coming through where 20 kids came out to the show um not not upset about you know anything about this um not something I would seek out or actively listen to but I, I got no animosity towards it at all and if anything it it does uh, evoke some uh some warm feelings uh just due to its association with with pleasant memories for me and that's about that's about the extent of my connection to this kind of stuff yeah I mean yeah that's what else can you say, right? Um, uh, I guess I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a nice thing I can say, and I can't say anything fucking nice, right? Um, <laughs> like I, I can't say anything other than like, "Hey, wow, congratulations, it's cool." <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just fine. It's a Tuesday fucking night, right? Uh, I gotta yeah. get up at six and go to work, so um, I'm gonna duck now. Um, <laughs> right? But, yeah, you know, like cool, man. Um, have fun hanging out, I guess. Like, you know, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking all, lyrics about, uh, the, you know, the, uh, fucking, I guess the, the, the human condition, right. Um, yeah. in, in many ways, uh, cause no matter how much you cry about that in the basement, it ain't never going to fucking change. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, the fighting, it will indeed continue even after you face the fact that they continue to profit from defense contracts. Um, it will never stop. Um, not until, uh, the, the only thing that will bring peace is the cold silence of a fucking global grave. Right. That's the right. only thing that will bring peace. Yeah. Uh, so fuck it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, I don't know. Let, let, let's give the big man the fucking button and see what happens in the next fucking 12 <laughs> days. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right? Let's just give yeah, the big man see. a button, insult him incessantly. Right. Just insult him. Right. Yeah. He can't. He can't talk back to you now. He has no fucking outlet. Give the big man the button, and uh, just call him a fucking uh, you know baby. Call him a big fat baby. Call him a big fat pussy. Right. Throw every <laughs> word at you. Even, even words that bug that bug you, because you know if a word bugs you, it bugs him more. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. Right. Right. So just say that, and then see what happens. Right. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, this band is, is, uh, welcome to crash in the living room, but I got to be up to get to the machine shop at like seven in the morning. So I probably won't see you just lock the door behind you. Um, I'm probably going to receive a pleasant thank you text from you and then I'm going to forget you exist. That's, that's slut bomb. <laughs> yeah. they, a slut, slut bomb is one of any hundreds of bands that crashed on my living room floor, uh, over the, over the past 15 years <laughs> of my life. So, um, that's, that's not, an indictment nor is it uh nor is it a, a big up it's just a hey yo you're doing your thing i'm sure you're happy to do it i'm sure you're having a good time doing it and apparently at least 30 30 people give a fuck about it so i ain't mad yeah. at you keep, keep it up you know 
the proud tradition of basement punk because that's where it fucking belongs, right? Right. I yeah. hope, I hope, I hope the people in Slut Bomb never realize the success that bands like Agnostic Front and Sick of It All realize, right? <laughs> yes. I hope yeah. that this is. I hope that this is just a passing fancy. And um, as it should be, unless you really want to be a fucking loser talking about it, um, you know, when you're a grown adult, um, I hope it's just a passing fancy. And you sure as shit don't end up like the uh, fucking shitbird hee-haw sitting on his bed smoking a bong like on uh, the Real World album art. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yo, perfect, perfect summary of that. I, I walked downstairs to make red beans and rice with some uh, vegan bratwurst earlier and I saw my breath in my living room and I thought only a lifetime dedicated to punk and hardcore could lead a person to believe that this is an acceptable living condition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fun. It's fun while it lasts, but then when it's over, you're like, fuck, I'm glad that's over. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, going on a, I don't know, 20 year camping trip, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, for and sure. You kind of get used to it and you kind of like a lot of it, but then it kind of sucks. I mean, the bugs suck and the fucking mud sucks. You know, you always got fucking dirt in your tent and shit. Right. Um, you know, but uh, when you're done with that 20 year camping trip, you look back on it. It's a lot of fun, but um, you're probably good for camping for now. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're happy. You're happy like, to be in a place with central heating again. <laughs> yeah, like I love living in the punk house. I love the fucking chaos. I love the fucking randomness. That's why I um, sunk thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to an irresponsible amount, even well into my uh, adult life, into uh, what essentially just became a, uh, um, I guess a uh, a uh, commitment. Uh, the word I'm trying to look for is. Um, waste of time sure <laughs> no not really a waste of time i'm feeling particularly fucking salty tonight because i'm i'm uh uh i don't think that uh i don't think that uh um we're up to the task of fighting an army of retarded racist conspiracy nut jobs <laughs> you don't think so huh you don't I, think america I really has don't think we're up, if, if we were up to the task we wouldn't be in this position right because it's been coming for a long fucking time right Everybody yeah. saw it. Everybody saw it. And I'm not just talking about like what happened on Wednesday. And I'm not just talking about like the past couple months. I'm talking about the past 20 fucking years, right? Because we oh, have yeah. this orgiastic ritual of jingoism that we just constantly fucking twist ourselves around in for 20 fucking years after, uh, you know, 13 fucking crazy people from the Middle East decided to ram airplanes into the side of fucking buildings, right? Right. Um, yeah. And even longer before that. And uh, I just don't think we're up to. I don't think we're up to the task. Um, I, I slut bomb. You're gonna have to come a whole lot fucking harder than that song <laughs> to be up to the task of dealing with the shitstorm that uh, we have just acted like wasn't fucking happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just got my mind in other places, man. So I'm kind of in a fucking mood. I think a lot of people are in a fucking mood. Um, yeah. But, um, hey, you know what? Next time, um, I guess now we know how not to storm the Capitol, right? <laughs> that, that's true. When, when when our team does it, we'll have a well-informed battle plan. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. And, and um, you know, like, you know how not to do it. And, and I guarantee <laughs> you that the defenses will be um, significantly more robust. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so, especially when there's a lot more black and brown faces in that crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I 
I, I'm just so fucking tired of these fucking people. I don't even want to talk to them. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to reeducate them. I just, I just want to fucking go away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even give a shit if this place is standing as long as I can get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how sure. I feel. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's an entirely fair way to feel right now. I won't uh, I won't contend a single part of that. I uh, I I totally understand one hundred percent. I think if anybody's feeling that way right now, it's uh, entirely per- entirely permissible. Yeah. Um. So on that bright and cheery note, you know, why, I guess- why, let's we got plenty of time. Let's do one more and see if we can turn this around. Let's see if we can get a fucking headliner. The reason we came to the fucking show in the first place, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. It's our it's our show too. You know, it's I mean? our we fucking have- show. We're only an hour and twelve into it, and lately we've been doing like fucking hour and forty five, hour and fifty minutes. So let's yeah. do one more. Okay. Um, and see if we can turn it around. See if we can uh, find that juice, find that okay. reason to drive to fucking Chicago, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, this is these bands aren't Chicago bands. This is a fucking Grand Rapids. Find that reason why we drove <laughs> yeah. to Grand Rapids, right? Yeah. And uh, let's let's t- let's roll the dice. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. We got four left, right? Yeah, four left. Four. Okay, I think this one stands a good shot. This one is uh, Krigsetzer. I again, no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I am not from the Netherlands, uh, but this is their demo 2020. Uh, the Bandcamp is wolvesofhades.bandcamp.com. This is the newest newest release on the label. It came out in December of last year, so it's uh, quite fresh. It was mastered by Will Killingsworth, um, recorded by so Neil Spoo. This is the label that puts out the pressure pack stuff. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But that stuff stands pretty far apart from what the rest of the material on this label sounds like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, speaking so. of which, uh, one of the dudes from uh, Pressure Pact reached out and uh, and had nice stuff to say about the podcast and was uh, stoked that we featured him. So, yo, if you're listening, thanks for uh, thanks for hollering at us. We really like your yeah. band. For you, um, sure. You fan my balls, I'll fan yours. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it looks like they have the fourth song queued up to play, so we can go with that. It is called Salvmord. Yes, Salvmord. Yeah. Right. So we're you gonna- would think, like, it makes sense that we wouldn't have an easy time pronouncing languages that, um, you know, are from areas where white people aren't really from. You know right. what I mean? Like sure. Sri Lanka. Of course I don't know how to fucking pronounce that shit, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But you would think that we would at least be able to get close with this and not even close. No, not even fucking close. Not I, even actually, after. I, I actually think that, like, Scandinavian languages are, are um, like... A, a joke and a riddle rolled up into one. <laughs> yeah, not even after all of the episodes of Vikings uh, that I've <laughs> watched. Literally makes no sense. <laughs> no, not, not a lick. So we are going to listen to Sjalvmord by Krig Setzer off of their demo 2020. Let's go! 
All right, we just heard Sjalvmord by Krig Setsair off of their demo 2020, and Nate, your gamble paid off. We we found the headliner. Yeah, we sure did. We we absolutely found the headliner. I don't know if I'm driving to Grand Rapids without knowing about the like like without having like a good probably a seven inch at least from this band prior. Right. Sure. Um, but uh, this is definitely the fucking headliner, the banger of the night. Um, if you just happen to like go to a show and uh, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the fucking ripper of the night. That fucking riff during the bridge and solo between the, the two verses there, um, mm. that was catchy as shit. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, overall, everything about this was uh, was really, really solid. Uh, we commented on the fact that there is definitely a, uh, a D-beat renaissance, and I'm really stoked on the, uh, the combination of sort of traditional hardcore and old-school burly D-beat that is going on right now. It, it scratches several itches at once for me, and uh, this did that very, very well. This was, this was really fucking sick. I got nothing bad to say about this. This would... Uh, this yeah, I would I would drive a couple hours to see this band if if the entire fucking demo or a whole seven inches is good. Sure, absolutely. Um, I like <laughs> like my take on the lyrics was you know like the the verse he's complaining about how hard things are going, get me out of this misery, and then you know the cor- the chorus essentially is delete yourself. Yeah, it sounds like me telling somebody who's being a cry ass about how hard shit is. <laughs> like right. you're the response in the chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, every, everybody's having a hard fucking time, pal. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, there's extreme uh, wealth inequality globally. Uh, the planet's ecosphere is collapsing, um, and uh, you know, like we're on the brink of uh, a thor- uh, 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 the the uh, I guess the centennial return of authoritarianism worldwide. So uh, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Delete yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad we stuck around to the end of the show for that. That was uh, that was really good. That was uh, that was a nice high note to end the uh, the music segment of the show on. That uh, that was uh, right up there uh, along along with Prison Affair. That was definitely the best thing that we've heard heard this episode. So we had uh, we had a lot of middling stuff sandwiched by two things that I dig a whole lot. So now. I guess we can uh, we can go ahead and move on to uh, to voicemails. Much to the chagrin of some of our listeners, hey, uh, turn we, it we off. Gotta it. Yeah. from here on out, you're only going to be bummed out. Right, and and you know what? We already got the we already got the podcast metrics. If you've listened this far, you count as an entire listen, so it doesn't matter. Our numbers are <laughs> our numbers are going up. <laughs> Jokes on you! Ha 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 ha! <laughs> pretty, pretty pretty soon we'll be getting that fucking ad revenue from Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've already I've already sent some emails out. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's let's listen to these things. Bring back rig to life on a horse dot com. That's all. Okay. Did they? I I know about rig to life on a horse, but I don't know very much else about it about it. So there there's not much more to that to that legend. You know what I mean? It's literally just. <laughs> A, a picture of Rick to life on a horse and um, eventually it did find its way uh, to to its own domain name Rick to life on a horse.com um, which evidently oh, doesn't gone now. Yeah, yeah it doesn't exist anymore I haven't checked in in many years um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attempt to contextualize that just if you look up Rick to life on a horse if you're a, if you're a young blood who doesn't know uh, doesn't know your fucking hardcore history. Um, you can Google it, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of old archived message board posts um, contextualizing it for you. 
you'll see an image of most unexpected caprice and whimsy as a tattooed <laughs> thug is riding upon a horse. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's uh, listen to the next one. So ignore my other message where I forgot the fucking name of the band, but I've been listening to episode 68. I just got past the part with Spirit Flaw and how y'all are talking about it needing more meat and stuff, and I, I agree. And one thing that I would act, uh, like to note is that they kind of gave me, like, judiciary vibes a little bit, like, especially Axis of Equality era being, like, a kind of connecting point that you could draw to something that they are doing. But it seemed like they did something that I feel like a lot of younger bands do nowadays, and that's hit the breakdown and think that that's, you know, the culminating end point of the song that, you know, a hardcore song should always end with a breakdown. Is Like, is it just me, or is that seeming to be, like, a thing that y'all notice a lot of younger, newer kids doing when they write, you know, their first or, you know, first few releases and give bands their first couple shots? No, it's definitely a thing. Um, yeah, for sure. I think it's been a thing and, for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. I mean, and, and, and it's like... In many ways, like, yes, a lot of people think the breakdown, er erroneously think that a breakdown needs to be the fucking filling of the pie, but what it actually is is the cherry on top. Right, Um, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it shouldn't be the main substance of the fucking song, if you ask me. You know, that's, that's, there there are plenty of people that disagree with that and write nothing but songs that are just a breakdown. Um, Hey, cool. Um, Bet you'll forget about it. Um... Yeah, you know, like, but whatever. It, it's definitely because, because, because. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me as a, a talentless hack that it's also, it's an easy gimme to put into a song. Definitely, you know, right? Yeah. Well, which uh, is why I think a lot of younger bands do gravitate towards it because it's there. It's. They, they don't have the necessarily a lot of time anyway, unless you're dealing with some young prodigies. Uh, they don't necessarily have the ear for, for song craft yet. You know, that's a thing that comes with, with either an immense amount of innate talent or just years of practice. Um, I think it's just the assumption is like, well, you know, maybe the song isn't that sick, but we throw in a good fucking hard mosh part here and kids are going to, kids are going to go off. Kids are going to buy the t-shirt. Kids are going to buy the demo. And largely, I mean, that's often true. You know what I mean? You can, you can sneak by on the power of your breakdowns for a while, you know, but I think that also like, yeah, it is true because kids are fucking gullible, right? Sure. Um, that's what catches your fucking ear when you're a kid, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you get, right? Um, you, you know, you eat the fucking cherry off the Sunday first. Right. Um, so that's, that's, you know, yeah. So that's what got you into it in the first place. That's what you gravitate towards. That's what you think the fucking point is. Yep, for sure. But, you know, we have a we have a repeated a repeated mantra on this show that uh, the mosh part must be earned. And, uh, you know, I, I stand by that. And I think it's a lesson that young bands would uh, do well to learn. And most of them, if they stick with it long enough, do uh, do piece that together and, and, and get better at their craft as as time goes on. But, yeah, it's just uh, it's like the it's like the path of the dark side or the light. You know, the dark side, it gives you vast power, but it's a it's a you know, it's a uh, it's a shortcut. At what cost do you get yeah. that power? And, and that and that is the cheap, unearned breakdown. Um, all right, let's uh, listen to the next one. Okay, there, buddy. This your good pal Yannick from Nova Scotia back again to tell you Nova Scotia hardcore on top. Fuck you. 
But uh, you know, big RP to the big man himself. RIP Gordon. We love you, mate. But uh back to the real topic. Um someone said Yannick is uh embarrassing. Yannick is a top tier character. And you won't put respect on his name. Fuck you. I have to agree. I think Yannick is actually the top, the highest tier character that that uh, shows up. <laughs> I I do not agree. I think uh, I think what's being referenced here is that somebody asked me about Yannick on Instagram the other day in like a public post, and I said uh, I gave the thumbs down to Yannick as a character. Oh no no, I give I give the thumbs up because um, it's 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 there's a there's a lot more like effort put into making something so incredibly stupid. You know what I mean? Like Applebee's is um, stupid on its face and very low effort. Yeah. And uh, this person actually wants to, uh, Yannick actually wants to be a real boy. <laughs> That's true. There's, there's, there's some consistency of character here, right? There's a, there's a mythology about Yannick that is developing <laughs> with each call. <laughs> yes, there is a mythology about Yannick. So I, I think that Yannick is of a higher tier than, uh, than uh, you. <laughs> oh, than me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, no, then you think he is. Oh, then I think he is. Okay. Word. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say too the uh, just to to touch back on this real quick. I brought it up when it was a thing. It became a meme a meme uh, for a minute there that I had passed away, and I talked about how it yielded a uh, shirt that was the the first unofficial but semi officially licensed demo listen shirt. Um, it that ended up getting like I think almost 60, 60 people bought that shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so shout out to Anthony who now has to ship out nigh on sixty orders of that stupid, stupid fucking shirt. Um, I think he may have determined what charity the proceeds are going to, um, but I don't recall off the top of my head. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll shout it out as soon as he gets back to me on that, and uh, let everybody know where your very stupidly spent money is going to on the next. Is it is episode. it. Uh... From Jelly House, yes, yes, it is uh, Anthony from Jelly. From Jelly House, that's that's yeah. that's uh, that's the charity, right? Oh, oh, that's the charity. Yes, the they from Jelly in, House. In, yeah, they take in wayward pit bull mixes off the street and take care of them. So <laughs> you guys are helping all those poor pit bull puppies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Yo, this is a shout out to our boy Keith, right, Biscuit. It's my cat here. But, uh, yo, Keith, I know you have a problem with me being, like, maybe, like, 30 pounds under your weight, but being fat. And, uh, you being a wannabe National Guard fuck who thinks he's, like, some military hero who's going to go overseas and kill whoever the hell he wants that isn't white. Um, and also has a problem with people who paint their nails and are trans, queer, or anything. Um, I get it. You're still in the closet and you don't believe your sexuality is a uh, spectrum. Uh, you kind of a bitch. Uh, your wife's eventually going to consensually have sex with every dude in that fucking Discord or podcast group. Uh, when hardcore chores are back, uh, I'll go to Texas and I'll stab you because uh, you're a homophobic idiot. And uh, that's what happens. You get stabbed. So uh, get bent and... Come to Philly and I'll fuck you up. 
All right. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, this fucking daily ritual of mine is really fucking turning shit around right now. <laughs> it, it, it is. Your fucking chaos magic ritual is is reaping benefits. <laughs> I, I, honestly, dude, honestly, six yeah. days. In, we're not even fucking two weeks into the new year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you what, people are going to be terrified of Satan come September. <laughs> yeah. So so to provide a little context for that, um, that was AJ. Any regular listener of the show knows that, could sum up that much, uh, or could surmise that much, rather. Um, some kid uh, found his way into the Facebook group after somebody posted like, a screenshot of his post in like a merch group asking like a ridiculous amount of money for some stupid hoodie or something, or he was, you know, he was looking for a hoodie and willing to pay a ridiculous amount of money. And everybody just started kind of just roasting him lightly. And then the kid popped into the comments and tried to like, and tried to, to clap back. And, um, he got roasted into an early grave. Like he immediately left the group. Right. Um, evidently AJ went out of their way to message Keith and, and actually have some sort of conversation that has now evolved into an actual personal grievance. AJ, all I can say is I, I, I see the trajectory of your life. It go, you're going to be a Rick to life esque character at this rate <laughs> you know you're, you're calling into random hardcore podcasts that keith certainly doesn't listen to uh, you know leaving rants entirely devoid of context about how you're going to stab people you're no. on a rick you're, you're on a rick to life trajectory and i just no. i i want you to pump the brakes you know <laughs> like i that was that was crazy like that that was the first time that uh, I think I think that a message was ever left in like I I'm gonna assume seriousness yeah um to like a third party yeah <laughs> yeah for sure a third party that will never hear it because they certainly don't listen to this show <laughs> dude we are a fucking shoe in for that parlor sponsorship now <laughs> we we absolutely are fingers crossed we're the last bastion of free speech right. Yeah, that's right. We we are. We really are. We're we're a shining beacon in the dark, a, a shining beacon of, of of free speech and tolerance, uh, in the uh, in the dark of um, uh, anti-fascist rhetoric. Right. That's right. That's what we are. No, you know. Uh, so anybody that wants to come and um, tell us your deepest darkest secrets, please do. I swear, nothing <laughs> bad will happen. <laughs> Yeah, pinky promise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh let's listen to the next one real quick. So uh I think my last message was maybe unintelligible or did not go through or you just don't care about what I have to say, but uh bring back Rick to life on a horse dot com, motherfucker. How much is it to host a website? <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure off the top of my head. I guess it how much be. how much would it be to to, to pay and a service to host a website that's just a picture of Rick, Rick to life on a horse? Because uh, this is DIY culture. You bring it back. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good point, right? Yeah, that's you right. want something done, do it yourself. All right, if you want it done, do it yourself. Um, you know, just uh, cough up. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Probably. I don't know. 25 bucks a month. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like probably twenty bucks a month, maybe. That's that ain't yeah. shit. If you if you feel so strongly about it, twenty bucks a month, that's nothing. That's a couple Money, that's a I couple meals. What, if you feel passionate about seeing um a legendary doofus on the back of a, of a horse, of a sleek animal, um it's money well spent. Yeah, I agree. Um also we uh your message was not unintelligible it did go through and i mean i guess no i don't care about what you have to say in a more meta sense but uh no like you you left one message on the 26th and then left another one on the 28th so yo we don't record episodes of this show every fucking day we we just we congregate once a week and we go through the messages that we've gotten you also left it the day after christmas so to think that we were scrambling to get together to record our <laughs> punk rock podcast right in the midst of the holidays i think you, you you've gotten the wrong impression about the type of people that we are um but uh, no, we did hear your message loud and clear twice, and uh, I think I think Nate's call to arms on that it, it stands. You you want to see something done? Get out there and fucking do it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Joe, friend of Gray, enemy of Nate, Fatty Hurst here. Nate, you trash talking motherfucker! How dare you say I'm not fat? I'm fat as fuck, motherfucker! I'm six foot two. I'm three hundred fifteen pounds, motherfucker! No muscle. 100% slab and bone. My boyfriend's going to roll me out of bed in the morning. We got a special contraption that FDR used just so I can stand in the goddamn pictures, you piece of shit. I'm seeing you eating them public access donuts. That ain't shit. I got diabetes, motherfucker. Type 2. I gave it to myself. I'm dying over this fucking shit. How dare you take my street cred away, piece of shit. You want to go, Nate? You want to go? You pick a place. You pick a time. You pick cuisine. And I'll eat you under the motherfucking table, you piece of shit. You want to come down here? We can go fishing, we can go shrimping, and I will bury you under the shells of the crustaceans I consume, all right? Don't even fucking step to me with that shit. Anyway, glad you guys liked it. <laughs> that's my favorite call that we've had of all time. That's the top call. Yeah, that's really that was really, really good stuff from Fatty Hurst. So, Fatty, you are definitely fat at six foot two and three hundred and fifteen pounds. In fact, you would have been a sideshow in uh, the late eighteen hundreds, but so would I. <laughs> Um, so you are definitely fat and I, you know what? I do not think that you could eat me under the table. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta I'll, say Nate can fucking eat. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if, 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 if there ever comes a time when, uh, we can hit the road and we end up in your, in your neck of the woods, yeah. um, I will definitely take you up on that. And if you're talking seafood, I will clean the motherfucking oceans before I stop fucking eating. <laughs> um, I was once asked, how many lobsters do you think you could eat? And I looked, the nearest the nearest thing I could, like unit of measurement nearby was a 45-gallon trash can. I said probably three of those trash cans. <laughs> I don't doubt it, man. I've seen you eat too many times to doubt that. Uh, I, I mean, I am, uh, I am a glutton of the highest fucking order, and that's why I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, Nate's kind of like a horse uh, in the sense that like, if I if I go over there, even if he's already eaten dinner, if I express that I am hungry, he's like, "Well, I could probably eat again." <laughs> yeah, like, fuck it, right? I mean, I I guess I just won't eat tomorrow unless I feel like eating, right? Yeah. Um, oh, dude. Um, for sure, there aren't there are very few people, and unless you're talking like eight hundred pound, I'm eating five chickens a day and like twenty four right. eggs for fucking breakfast fat. 
Yeah. Um, because that's literally how many fucking calories I need to maintain my bulk. Um, the, I will fucking kill some food. <laughs> yeah, it's, not I even, hope- it's not even a joke. Like I have to be careful. I would be so much fucking fatter if I gave in to my insatiable world eating hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that I live to witness this because I would, I would sit in awe watching you two, you two eat. And, uh, yo, of, of, of all of our listeners, you know, I feel like I, you know, I forged some close relationships with some of them as close as a, a long distance internet re- relationship can be. But, uh, Fatty's definitely one of the tops in terms of people that I would just like genuinely like to shoot the shit with. You know what I mean? So I, I hope that this, uh, I hope this fantasy and this challenge, I hope it can come to fruition and become a reality. I'm just going to go eat a bunch right now. Just, uh, cause I'm all fired up. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. I mean, fired I'm, up. I'm I'm actually I'm hungry as shit now. I ate a bunch of red beans and rice and fucking uh, bratwurst earlier, and I'm I'm hungry again just from that message. So and and I am you know, fittingly I'm the fattest I've ever been. I stepped on the scale and I was uh, 200 pounds. So Holy shit, you are fat. I haven't seen you in a while. You must be getting really fat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so let's just, let's uh, let's just keep it going, I guess. You know? okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, we only got we got two more. Let's uh, let's listen to the next one real quick. Greg Gordon, if you got time to listen to title fight and fiddlehead in your adult life, you got time to fit in an AJ segment on every single demo lesson podcast episode. AJ, I want you to bring it twice as often and twice as stupid. Peace out. Oh, there you go. See? So I got caught out by Fatty for, uh, uh, I guess, untruths that I tried to spread. Um, yeah. And uh, you just got called out, man. You just called out, caught, got called out for shitting all over AJ. Yeah, I got. I, I well, I also got called out for my music taste here. That if I have time to listen to Title Fight and Fiddlehead as an adult man, then I have time yeah. to fit in an AJ segment into every single Demolition podcast episode. Yo, I, I think uh, I, I can't, I can't contend that. Fair, fair enough. You know what I mean? I, you, uh, you brought a valid argument to the table, and I, I won't claim to have, uh, I won't claim to have a valid rebuttal. Fair point. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to this last one and then wrap it up. Yo, Nate and Gray, what's up? It's uh, you, Michael Thomas, Colin, Anthony, Colin from Unique, Canada. Both my cars, and uh, I was calling because I just turned on the podcast this morning, driving to work, and it just made me feel really good. And I was like, man, I love this podcast. There's something about it. There's just the way these guys talk. I really relate to it. So I was calling just to say thanks for making the show. And then I heard it in the queue, King Cobra's Crude Christmas. You guys are in for a treat. I shut off the episode. This is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. I'll put it to you this way. I own two physical copies of music, period. Both of them are by not the King Cobra, JFS. That's what's up. This is going to be the best episode ever. Peace, Emma, listen. Okay, so we were just talking about King Cobra before the episode. 
We were, yeah. So, so yo, G. Michael Thomas, I'm sorry that you, you were probably let down by the actual reveal on the episode when you got there because we had no idea how to take King Cobra uh, because at the time we had no no context for it whatsoever. Luckily, uh, my friend Meyer Brown, who plays in Moist Boy and uh, who is the, the founder of the Demolition Discord and a connoisseur of all of the remotest, trashiest, in most insane reaches of culture in all its many forms, uh, promptly informed me after listening to the episode about King Cobra JFS, about his YouTube channel. And uh, as I was sharing with Nate before the episode began, I have been... I've been delving deeply into the Cobraverse um, over this uh, this past couple weeks, and uh, I am getting I'm getting really into it, man. I, I've learned all about the saga of uh, of Homeboy Scotty. I've learned all about the saga of the fake the fake girlfriends. Um, I'm uh, I'm getting really into the lore, man. Uh, and now with the knowledge that uh, you know who King Cobra is, and and just coming to be an admirer of his work in general, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to the King Cobra Christmas album like in its entirety now, because now I understand it. Now I can put, I can place this where it needs to go in my head and fully engage with it. And I think I'm going to really fucking love it. Yeah. So my, you know, you've heard now my initial impression is that it's not terribly funny. Um, I think that it was somebody just, trying hard not to try hard like it, it didn't sound like it was coming from like a genuine dude right. um but this is a real one this dude is a fucking real one and so yeah. uh that changed my whole perspective on him um so i yeah i'm sold i'm gonna be watching some king cobra videos here uh just to get caught up because uh holy shit what a fucking window right yeah, for sure. And yo, King Cobra, if you ever hear this, Josh, I hope that you do find that of age goth girlfriend that you've been looking for who also has Asperger's, also plays guitar, is also into Cradle of Filth and Children of Bodom. I think that she is out there for you, King. Just uh just keep looking. Don't don't shut your heart off. Don't wall up that that uh, beautiful soul of yours because she's out there. You just gotta be willing to let her in. Yeah, for so, real. And and post more cooking videos and recipe videos. Yes. Because um, I am very I am very much into those. <laughs> for sure. So uh, on that note, I guess we can wrap it up for the day. We've been going long enough. I'll do the quick housekeeping. Um, if you want to send music into the show, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that uh, the submission is a year or less old. I also finally got around to uh, quite a few of these. I think half of the submissions were, uh, were ones from the uh, thread in the Facebook group. But uh, really the best way to get around to the, the best way to ensure that we get around to listening to it is sending it to the email. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast and uh, $5 and up gets you access to all the content we've been doing uh, for the last year or so. And there's a lot of content coming out right now because we're in the middle of doing our deep dive into the, the Napalm Death family tree. Uh, I just put up episode three last week. We are recording episode four tomorrow and it's going to be four of probably like 10 episodes so there's a lot of shit coming up i think um, that it's probably going to be four of I, at least 10 at um, least we've definitely got two on nick harris right yeah yeah for sure or, yeah there's definitely two there so and yeah. i bet just because it's probably two on shane embry yeah yeah for sure i would i i would almost guarantee it so i then then by the time we get up to bill steer and get uh, and fucking bill steer yeah for sure so yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it it might it might it might very well go over ten. So if uh, you're you're in a a golden age of demo listen Patreon content because it's it's just going to keep coming week after week for the foreseeable future right now. Um, and then if you want to call in, it is two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just try to keep your message brief and concise, or uh, or call in and be totally unhinged. That also yields good results. Um, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes or your podcast or choice. You know, tell your homies. Um, Look us up on Parlor soon, and we will uh, catch you next time.